Welcome everybody to episode number nine of the Zyola Project. Uh, we're going a little bit different today in that we have two young members of society <laughs> come in to give us their opinions on uh, music, what's happening today, and we also want to tie it into what this the theme of this podcast is, which is you know does music affect your life? Um, things that you listen to pretty much at the age that you guys are at now. Uh, will do you think that it will affect you later on and will you still be listening to um, the same sort of stuff so funk rat is, yep. it, is it MC funk rat or just the funk rat the funk rat the that's funk rat the funk rat cool so and <laughs> yeah. that's that's your Instagram handle too right? that's yeah the underscore the underscore funk rat yeah funk and uh, my son Leroy yep how are you boys you all good? good yeah I'm good psyched for today very happy to be here. Cool, cool. So this will be a good opportunity I'm for us. Too. Oh, sorry. <laughs> He's out of shot, but we love him. <laughs> Make a way for the younger generation. That's it. That's it. Um, so what we'd like to do generally at the start is um, a couple of quick questions. I know the answer to this because I came up in the car with you guys today. Uh, what were you listening to on the way here? Um, more heavy stuff, bit of Tool, bit of Kaius, bit of bit of Pantera. Mix it with a lot of different heavy stuff. Yeah. yeah. And what about what were you listening to this morning? Uh, this morning on the way here, actually, there's a Spotify's done like a recap of like 2019 mm-hmm. and what you were listening to the whole year. So, bit of everything, bit of bit of house music, bit of hip hop, bit of bit of heavier stuff. So, what came up in your top five? Uh. My top five, I think, I think it was Fifty Cent was my top top played artist, but I didn't see my top top five. No, but yeah. Did you get yours? Yeah, I got my top five. Mine mm-hmm. were my number one was Tyler the Creator. Um, my number two was Dave, which is a British grime rapper. Three was, I think. Three and four were Kendrick Lamar and Joey Badass, but I don't remember the order they were in. And then five was Tool. I thought that was pretty cool. He showed me the list the other day. And I was ah, don't know that guy. Don't know that guy. Oh, tool. <laughs> Wasn't Joey Badass one of the Emerald gigs? That's yeah. the one we took yeah. these guys to. That was yeah. the first one. Yeah, that was yeah. the first one. That yeah. Went to. yeah, January last year, twenty eighteen. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, was he a badass? Yeah, he was. Okay. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. Oh, yeah. As long as he lives up to his name, I'm happy. <laughs> so the this is I mean it's a little bit bit of an odd question for you guys, but. The first gig that you went to, that you guys paid for yourself. Now, I know Andrew's given you a few free tickets, so yeah. I don't know if we classify that as, you know, you paid for it yourself. I know, he but paid for that in the sense that he had to, <laughs> had to ring me, beg me, be nice to me. Mm. I'll take that as payment. Um, but no, I mean, really, the true question is your own money. Your own money. What was your own money Ken- that, that Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick Lamar was Kendrick my first Lamar. one at yeah. Kudos in... 
next to ANZ in Sydney. Yeah. yeah. That was my first one. you? I'm still yet to go to the first one I paid for. Like, yeah, right. I went... The first one I ever went to was the Joey Badass one, which That's was... That's your first gig. That was my first, first gig. At the MWAR 2 is pretty good. At the MWAR, that's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. You, so, know the, you know the right people. But I, <laughs> the first one I've actually paid for is the Field Day Festival, which is yeah. oh, that's, that's, that's so, coming up. Which yeah. is coming up on New Year's. Yeah, okay, yeah, so yeah. you're... So, okay, so how's... I mean, not going yet. I mean, you must be looking forward to it. No, this yeah. is the first one that you've... You know, yeah, like actually dished out or yeah, worked hard yeah. to actually. Yeah, because this, epi- this episode will come out a couple of days before. Yeah. You go to that, so oh, is sweet. there any any particular artists? Because you're you've been psyched. Who's coming? To- Tyler Creator, Tyler Creator, Skepta. There's a few house DJs that I've listened to a little bit of, which I'm pretty excited for. But mostly yeah. those two. Be good, yeah. Yeah. Them, be- them two are the same reason I'm even going because yeah. I I don't like it's kind of like a like a unicorn event where like then two people are just that'll make it up there. and like, then anyone else will just be a bonus yeah like I didn't I didn't really expect to like Tyler the creator he was he was banned for yeah, like 8 or 9 years yeah from yeah, Australia wh- why was that because his earlier stuff was a lot more controversial in the fact of like his people read into so. it wrong thinking he like supported rape and murder and stuff like yeah. that but it was just it, they read into it very so was it a bit more his earlier stuff a bit more gangster it was more like horrorcore a, than gangster right. like more yeah. um horrorcore is that a genre horrorcore yeah, yeah that's that yeah. that's a real um in hip-hop that's more like just real dark twisted like more um not like cat killers not not like cat killers <laughs> but like it's more like it's more just like on the fact of like you're not really concerned like there's no filter on what you're saying if you you can really let loose on your imagination if you're talking about murder all the rest of the sort of stuff that rappers tend to go on about like it's more in depth to that more detail and it's more like it's more like a horror book like Mm. It's just got that that extra bit of depth to it, where it's not. And there not should just be, and, I mean, there should be no census against that. You can write no. horror fiction crime stories. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, it's well, like people read into it wrong, thinking he was supporting it and pushing for people but to was, like yeah. to be into that stuff, but it was just what was going through his head. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just the darkness in his head. Yeah. Yeah. fun guy. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 I mean, I guess that's a, that's a constant battle. You see it in comedy and you see it in music where, you know, the, the ideas that people bring out, not necessarily what they 100% believe, but it's just an expression of the thoughts, you know, that go on. The other question that we like to ask people is, do you have a secret artist that if you were listening to, you wouldn't want him to hear it and vice versa? Guilty like pleasure. Stuff, guilty what's your, pleasure. What's your guilty like, pleasure? I, as for, far as artists for go. me it's it's you know who Gwen Stefani is yeah. <laughs> so no doubt yeah yeah but there's a couple of their tracks which are so poppy and like yeah. not something that I would readily go out and buy but I do yeah. I do like you know a bit of their stuff because even though it is the other side I like so. a bit of pink every now and then <laughs> yeah. just saying that's understandable yeah. um, she's, she's actually got some good up, so you better get this party started <laughs> it's my funeral song <laughs> cool you gotta tell me that so I know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah cool. What about what about for you guys? Um, Stuff that you wouldn't like readily admit to your friends or or it, you still it, like it, you know? It was at first when I first started listening to them like one four HP boys, Pistol Pete, those kind yeah. of like drill rappers. But then it started. Everyone started paying attention to it. It's like all right, I don't have to be embarrassed, but yeah. a bit of Toto. Yeah, and look, that's that Will, is, Will Smith. Sorry, Toto is good. the most get common answer it. that we get. Yeah. Get Jiggy With It by Will Smith's a good one as well. I don't mind that. (laughs) 
<laughs> He's getting paid out so hard at Christmas. <laughs> So that's that's coming on the Christmas it's playlist. A good, it's a good song. That's <laughs> a good hate tone. I'll, I'll get jiggy. I'll yeah, get jiggy, jiggy with it. it. Yeah. Oh no, Toto, I'll be playing. Don't worry. Yeah, All right. Yeah. Um, what about you, bro? For me, it more like um, it's more like kind of stuff my girlfriend listens to. To be honest, like yeah. there's an artist right now she always listens to um, Brent Fayez. Like he's a he's a newer kind of R and B dude, and like I like listening to it when like you're sort of there and you're like oh yeah, like you more embrace the the kind of feminine side of music where like he's kind of like singing and being real vulnerable in his music but I don't really listen to it on my own time like I just let her play it in the car and jam out to it and like I don't think anyone would really know because I don't ever play it <laughs> <laughs> well you don't want anyone to know it's just yeah, something exactly. you enjoy that you'd sort of be embarrassed if people did you know? uh, not even embarrassed it's just like it's just I don't even listen to it my own time, but yeah. I, I enjoy it when she's got it on in the car. So quietly, <laughs> yeah, just sit there. It's like, oh yeah, switch the song. The things you do for love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One of the things I wanted to talk about with you guys today, which Leroy sort of mentioned, was that was the the drill rap. Um, because you and I sort of found that HP Boys track. Um, Engineers. Engineers. They're they're out of Melbourne, mm. and you'd been sort of talking I've been hearing about one four out of Sydney and there's a there's a few other groups and they seem to be for your generation something I'd put akin to like say suicidal tendencies because they've had like one uh, four especially have had a lot of trouble booking gigs mm. um, back in the early 80s suicidal tendencies got banned from playing in the LA area um, God knows why just the just the amount of energy and, and stuff that they bring to it and police are afraid of violence and this that and the other so the whole group gets you know banned and that seems to be i know that you had a couple of gigs you lined up you were going to see and oh and there was a canned. there was a festival at the metro i think it was no limit fest that whole thing got cancelled i don't know if that was like financial issues or whatever the go was with that yeah. but hp but boys were headlining that and then the other one was supposed to be on the 10th of december which was one four but their all their australian shows got cancelled yeah because they're too controversial or whatever like that, but I know there's a, there's a, I mean there's different levels to it in terms of uh, your police involvement and the promoters thinking it's too much of a risk or, or the, but it's a, you know what do you guys hear like through your friends and stuff what the, what are the rumours why they you know they, they well they've all, uh, I think two or three of them have had outstanding cases for an uh, incident in a casino last year or something like that two of them are actually in jail at the moment yeah. Well, um, that just makes it hard to play. But they wanted to do a tour before they got sentenced, and yeah, those, yeah. all those shows would have been done before their sentencing date. But the the reasons they were saying, the, all the reasons I was hearing anyway, were like rival gangs showing up to the show, especially at the one in Sydney, like because yeah. they, I don't know, just yeah, just rival a lot, gang. a lot of a lot of behind the scenes stuff, obviously going on. Like I, I can sort of when I think of one four and that like getting their shows shut down. It's kind of like how NWA was when they first started kicking off the government and trying to tell them had all to play their hands in it and trying to control everything because they were scared of people kind of well, people, they're scared reacting of the, to the, their the, music. The energy, right? Yeah. And, that, and, that, and, and whether or not people react from the things that they're saying. And that's like, I don't know if you remember when NWA came out. I don't. There was a... Um, <laughs> I wasn't really into them. But no, but it was a big time of... Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? 
censorship. Censorship. And you know, when we had that, we when we were doing that Jane's Addiction episode, where we, where we had the Jane's Addiction condom, which was on there mm-hmm. on that, and that oh, was yeah. similar similar time. Censorship because yeah. it had breasts on the cover. Yeah, but it wasn't even real breasts. It was a mannequin of it breasts. It was a mannequin exactly because they were on fire. You know, the, the, the heads were on. It's actually like it was that around that that poster, but with with you know, flesh, flesh on, on the skeletons. Yeah. You know. Boots um, are nice. They have Casey Nicole. It's a great boot. <laughs> exactly. Huge, like big dollar bill nippers. But it, it's kind of crazy because, like, like from me kind of just being involved in the scene with the people who actually are making the music yeah. relevant. Like they, like you see, like people go, "Oh, lads, Eshes," and people who are just kind of wild, and they kind of fall into suit of like the typical like getting out of order, getting out of hand, like... But that's the image, they, that's also like. the image they promote. Yeah. Because when you look at any of their videos on YouTube, um, that, oh, I could be completely wrong, but it looks like that 1.4 and HP both use the same production company. Yeah. And they have a disclaimer at the start of their videos, um, pretty much saying everything that we're talking about is fantasy. So, mm. you know, they, they, they talk gangster, you know, like... Mm cruising in their Hiluxes, which I think is fucking hilarious. <laughs> cruising in their Hiluxes. That's doing what I actually got, got Yeah, got doing, doing 180, 180 in Which is why I, I got Leroy onto that song, Engineers, was because that line made me laugh so much. Like, dude, there's no Bentleys, there's no Mercedes. That is their Bentley. Yeah, they're not talking that about is, that is their. That's their top of the line. Hiluxes whatever. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no <laughs> they, they hold their value. They're good dudes, but it's just odd. You know, <laughs> they hold their value, yeah, better than a Bentley does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's my bogan side coming out. Everyone loves the Hilux, um, but yeah, like the 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 this on the on the censorship stuff. When NWA, like all those stickers now that you see on CDs, yeah, that never used to happen. Didn't exist yeah. until that time. NWA and, and, yeah. and that was the know, first the generation of it. Yeah, controversy, and now then these guys come out and they've got to have disclaimers on their front of their videos. Yeah. And I mean, the, look, I've seen. That you know the engineers video, two or three of the HP boys. I mean the one four crew, and it's it's like the same video over and over again. Like they do pretty much the same images, the money, and obviously they're borrowing from American hip hop and and this that. But they definitely have their own sound. Yeah. Which I think is uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's very like New Zealand influence. A lot of the well, a lot of them are are islanders or Maori or yeah. And you know, living over here, yeah. parents want it because it's you know there's better opportunities for work over here for their parents, and that whole generation of musos that's sort of coming through, and that's the mm. the product of it. But know? I'm surprised that the government aren't cashing in on it because it's massive over in the state. They're getting big in countries like halfway across the world. Yeah, and surely the government would see that as a way to make money, like even if it's not. Yeah, but the you right. know like it's the, more, the Australian think... government is very slow. Yeah, to mm. pick up on on trends and they're. As much as we live in an, in an open society, Australia is pretty conservative in, yeah. in, in terms of that, you know. Um, but yeah, I find it so odd. And in this day and age, they can ban a or you know a group can. Be but what I what I found banned, weird was you know? I think it was 16th of November. There was a show at the Metro of another drill group called a group. No, I think it was just a drill rapper, but he's part of a group. Hooligan Heft yeah. and he's like he's from Sydney and it's very similar sort of stuff but the government let that show go on because he's not as popular yeah. like he's still pretty popular but nowhere near the level that 1-4 could get to if they did a tour yeah because mm. there's a lot of like on YouTube you know 
overseas people reacting to you know they do those reaction videos and one form Mm -hmm. react and listen to this and that and a lot of UK people yeah. have been reviewing all that stuff, really. Is, is, is that where that style came out? Well, of? like, Grime and Drill was very... Like, Skepta, for instance, like, they were doing all that stuff. Like, they've been doing it for ages. Yeah. Like, all that kind of drill rap. But now, like, Australians kind of... Not not took it, but um, kind of reinvented it yeah. in our slang and yeah. outlet and kind of used it in our own type of way to target... Which not, is which not is target what, the audience, but, but what you want to do. Though, in, too, it's know? more like embracing the audience. I feel like it's good in a way where it's like with Cursor and all that who came out before, like Triple J or all the radio stations wouldn't play any of his stuff. But he yeah. got he got massive because he connected to that audience. He connected to people going, "I'm doing this," and they can relate to it. There's yeah. relation in the music. So with One Four and all that doing their stuff now, it's it's very relative to what's going on in actual like the youth groups right now like everything's pretty crazy and pretty wild like there's a lot of like real wild stuff going on in the real but, world but if you, if you look into by. what they're trying to do they've done a bunch of shows for free mm. and donated whatever money they make off merch or whatever mm. to youth groups and trying to get kids off the street yeah, exactly. and they're trying to make money off their music to get themselves off the well, street it, it was one of the guys from uh, one four had, had a quote in the paper saying you know the all these groups and the police want us off the streets and doing this and that and then we, but we can't to play they shut us down yeah you know so it's a bit bit odd yeah it's a bit odd let me go and tell this guy to fuck off with the lead bar yeah you can hear that through the um, yeah, yeah. It'll kill me, oh, take five Get that as a skit. What's that? So don't you go record it. Fuck off. <laughs> We're fucking doing a podcast here, mate. Now you know. We've got like 30 subscribers, you dick. All right. So what I want to know with... Let's, let's stay on the drill rap at the moment. In your wildest m- imaginations, do you think in 20 years you'll still be listening to it? Do you think it's it's having that much of an, an effect and it's, I know it's it, it's easy for us to talk about that sort of stuff because we can look back and go oh yeah and then I moved through this stage and then I listened to blah 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 and mm. that was an effect and that made me do x y and z so what interests me with you guys is if looking forward you think and in you know like probably the five or six years that music might might have had a big effect on you do you think that that's that stuff in particular the drill stuff which seems to be the most you know mm. popular underground pop poppy stuff yeah do you think that will you'll still be listening to it in 15 years or I do you think, think it's sort of disposable i, I think um i think like kind of how it's been in hip-hop it I feel like it'll just keep evolving and reinventing itself into a different style. It'll keep. Yeah, but, but but think about that that style specifically, all right? Because everything's going to change. Every every style of music will go through ups and downs, and yeah. different artists will come in and influence it. You know, maybe those guys will grab a guitarist, and then it'll be different from their first album. But just that that stuff now, all right. So whatever, uh, do they even have albums or they just... No, they've just had singles, but they're releasing an EP, I think, halfway through next year. Yeah, so just at the moment, it's just, what, four, three or four songs yeah. of, of each individual artist. Like, you, let's, say, let's, sh- let, let's shorten it. Like, let's make the question a little bit easier. 12 months from now, will you still listen to them? I think so, yeah. Yeah? I think, I think they do have longevity in their 
in like people's attention yeah. like they're they are very good artists and i feel like it, they will just keep getting better and maturing with the audience so yeah. i feel like because they're so, they're all, they're so all young big guys right too right yeah. they're all they're all at the most 22 yeah. 23 years old right yeah so, so i think um i think as because they're so big and they've grabbed everyone's attention i feel like they will continue for the rest of the people who are sort of just jumping on board because it's a trend i don't know about them no but well, for, the, the for the giants will always yeah. last and you know because yeah. especially how quick they grabbed everyone's attention because exactly. it seemed like yeah. in my space of two weeks and then everyone was listening to it yeah. yeah like i heard a couple of songs and then two weeks later everyone was on because well, i know when you and i listened to engineers and no one had heard of it no it was saying fuck have you heard this have you heard but you got to think that then if we're saying that then that's going that conversation is being repeated a million times over yeah, yeah. you know exactly which is you know, word of mouth and like the crazy amount of plays like when I remember when I first showed Leroy, I think some one four stuff, um, they had already had crazy plays. Like they were already doing crazy numbers. Like I was, we were driving through town once, and there was just some people, and we what we listened to. I think we listened to a HP Boys song or something, cranking it, and there was a like a group of kids on the side, and they were like yelling out to us and jamming out to us. Oh just yeah, because, isn't that the bus stop? Yeah, we were yeah, listening to <laughs> Bad and Bouge by HP yeah, Boys, yeah. and they like started rapping along to it when we were driving past. And that's and that's where you know that that what you're listening to is becoming popular organically. Yeah, when yeah. that because anything that's forced, you don't mm. get that sort of like natural reaction to mm. oh yes, you're hearing someone play it. What spins me out with with those those two groups in particular and probably more one four when i was playing back in the back in the dizzy um showing my dad age there um was that dad joe yeah <laughs> come Even on i got that name. <laughs> that's um, paul we we um had an album that we recorded and we managed to get it to the head of sony to listen to right so I was, I mean, you, you've heard the stuff that I play. It was rock heavily influenced with rap and this, that and the other. Um, and we were told that'll never make it in America because Americans don't like anyone else rapping. Mm. So what spins me out, is, even with the stuff, the guys from the UK, is that the Americans are jumping on board. Mm. And, and maybe the generation of hip hop artists and listeners in the States don't have that same prejudice. Mm. Like you did... did well, I think it's, more, it's a record label, surely, they're wanting to have the corner on the market. I think well, it's what sells, yeah. too. Like, it's going to be like, you know, the head of Sony's not going to say no if he thinks he can sell it. Mm. You know, like, his whole thing was, we can't sell that in America, you know? And you, you, Australia is a really small market on the big stage. In fact, there's, there's more people in LA than there is in the whole of Australia. So, in America, you can pick out, oh, I'm just going to play college radio. And you can make a career out of doing that, not even touch it. That's where InXS started. Yeah, or Hoodoo Gurus as Hoodoo well. Hoodoo Gurus is another good yeah. one, yeah. You know, so I don't know if you guys see that because well, you haven't experienced it. I think, I think I that know. it's like, because when you think of Aussie rap, you think of like Hilltop Woods and people like that. The Herd and the Herd, yeah, stuff like that. Blizzard SO, yeah. stuff like that. And then if you go and say to someone in America, oh, this is an Australian rap group. I don't want to listen to that because I know exactly what I'm getting into. But if you go and say, this is a drill rap group, oh, I've never heard that before. Yeah. Let's give it a listen. And then they start getting into it and liking it. I think the sound is a lot different. Do you, do you think that it makes a difference that... 
not going to try and sound racist, and I hope this doesn't come across as racist, but because they're people of colour, do you think that makes a difference? It makes it easier for... I think because for... their, their voices are a lot different from white it's Australian. A new, it's, a, it's a very new sound. It's a very... Like, not a new sound, because there have been, like, Islander people and stuff who have yeah. made oh, it big yeah, in yeah. America and <laughs> stuff, but it's like... It's, that's it's that new exciting but sound coming from the energy, outside yeah. for something for them to be able to instantly gravitate towards yeah. if it's me doing it yeah. you know a fucking white guy with a shaved head and a beard and tattoos they're probably going to be like fuck this guy yeah you and know, plus like, they've so got that they, they've got that street style as well that, that edge to yeah like yeah. that Eshe Adelaide style of like TNs, track pants, bum bags, all of that. That's that's probably like gravitating a lot of people towards them as well. If you look at like when Fifty Cent first came out, that he was so big to everyone because it's exhilarating. Like he's got that background behind him. Like his music is his story. Like story, getting yeah. shot, getting and he's just it's just that Feeling edge of where it's like yeah. you listen to the music and it's like exhilarating. It's like like this is. Yeah. Like you, you can hear the energy in the voice where it's like it's powerful. Passion. Yeah, it's passion, and it's yeah. it's it's how they feel. It's them showing like how they are as artists and who they are as actual people and what and they've lived through. Like it's always been one of the biggest complaints about rap music was yeah, there was no. They're just bragging. They're just bragging. There's yeah. no passion. Whereas yeah. you got a, a songwriter who's, you know, falling in love and pouring his heart out. Mm. It's the same thing if you're doing it in rap. Yeah, it's it just a different. One story is different than the other. But, but that, yeah. that's what a lot of rappers have thought. Like, that's why I think a lot of people say, oh, rap's not what it used to be because there's a lot of those guys that are just saying how much money they got, how many chicks they got, how many cars they got. Like, And then you got these guys like one for that have lived that life mm. from then when they're like 12, 13 years old mm. and then they're writing music about it and I think people are like, that's a real thing. They've lived that. So they know what they're talking they're about. Not, they're not bragging about, oh, me and my Ferrari, me doing this, me doing that. Like, they're... When they came out, it it was about, it wasn't about the money. It wasn't about that. It was about the street credibility. It was about the the embracing all of the scene of what's actually going on right now. There's an the essence to their songs. Yeah, actually, like they weren't they weren't claiming they weren't baseless. To, they weren't claiming to be something they're not. I think there's a big difference too for Australian audiences between gangster rap, mm. right? So say for my generation, NWA. Mm. and um, Two Life Crew and yeah. you know, those guys and Public Enemy. Yeah. Right? Which are much more political. Yeah. You know, and and you think about the, the American hip-hop acts that have gotten big in Australia and had a long career. I mean, Public Enemy would probably be mm. top of that list. Well, that, that's the same thing because they've lived that stuff. Yeah, but we also don't... Australian audiences don't, in general, like that over-the-top ego ego braggadocious like flash yeah. my money booty chicks and you know they're, they're obviously it sells but yeah you're not going to have a long career in australia by doing that over and over not going to have a long at, career anywhere you see like you see guys come through and explode everyone's listening to them for yeah. two three months Again, and then they just die if off. you can't if you if that's a spoon if that's spoon, all you have to offer <laughs> little machine gun little yachty little yachty but that that's like that's the other thing i got a lot of those guys are finding longevity because they're changing their style a lot because yeah. mm. that i mean i said those guys that you know the the little this and the little that with the what do they call it dribble dribble rap, 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 rap. rap. <laughs> and then you break down the lyrics and they're like Fuck, you're not actually even saying anything yeah you mm. know like talking about a peanut butter sandwich or but then <laughs> but then that's just a reflection of clearly like 
of where a lot of people's heads are at and think they don't want to they don't want to listen to the the deep intellectual real side of emotion they want to no. hear they want to hear something that's catchy easy to listen to got a heartbeat behind it and it makes them feel they don't even need to understand the words because they don't they don't want to hear that well, it's a part, i mean that's that to, to me that's what separates something that's in the top 40 mm. from something that's not and that you'd listen to anyway exactly you know because that it, um what's that um the primer song anti-pop yeah yeah and mm. it just it talks about the, the you can eat and have your mouth overflowing and mm. never be full because yeah. you're not well, getting, so you're not getting from great noggerhide yeah. more on tv more on tv yeah, yeah. There's a lot on, but there should be more on TV. You yeah, know? So it's 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 interesting to me um, with with that sort of stuff and how you guys view it. The other thing I wanted to talk to you about, and probably a little bit more with Leroy because I know his taste a little bit more, is that you and I listen to a lot of the similar sort of stuff. Went to see Mastodon. We're going to see Tool in the new year. Hopefully, going to see Pennywise. I want to drag you to go and see L Seven as well. I think you'd like that. Um, Metro gig, no? Metro, yeah, yeah. Metro gig. Metro gig, L7, yeah. Many of your friends listen to that that sort of stuff? No. I've got a couple of friends that listen to, like, Weezer, Ween, that sort of, like... Indie pop sort of stuff. Yeah, Yeah. indie rock and, like... I don't. I don't want to say like sad boy music, but it's a lot slower. It's like cheer up, emo boy. Yeah, like that. Like not that it's depressing music, but it's just it's a lot slower. It's not like as it's a reflection of how they're feeling. Yeah, exactly. And obviously, they're not feeling too good. Yeah. No. Well, you know, I mean, t- teenagers have always been easy to sell depressing music to mm. because it's well, you know it's relatable. Well, let's let's circle back to it. I mean, you're eighteen. Eighteen. Eighteen as well. Eighteen as well. So. Our main question of this has been, why is it the music between the age of 13 and 20 really affect the genre and the bass that you'll always turn back to and listen to for the rest of your life? So you're, you're at the tail end of that. And everyone we've asked and everyone we've spoken to had their opinions of it, but you're right in the middle of it. So let's circle back to, I mean, what's it called? Grime? Dive? Grime or drill. 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 Yeah. drill. How did you get from 13 to now 18 to where you are? What, 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 what do you, I, yeah, I know what your dad brought you up on. The yeah. fuck knows how your sister went as wrong as she <laughs> Christ almighty. We love you, Tama. We do, but... Jesus Chicken hawk, sweetheart. God, I love you, but Christ almighty. <laughs> Ain't no party no, like but Everyone's allowed to have their own opinions. Like assholes. Like yeah. most of the music you listen to. I, I grew up on what he was listening to, so a lot of lot of heavy stuff and then sometimes some public enemy and hip hop and stuff like that. But that, that, that was your mother. Yeah, but the thing the mother. thing that got me was when the movie Straight Out of Compton came out, I think that was two thousand fifteen, so I would have been fourteen. We went and saw that and then dad was like, Alright, I'll get the Straight Out of Compton album on iTunes. I listened to that on repeat for like two, three weeks and then he got me into 50 Cent, The Game, guys like that. And then slowly I just started discovering new guys. Like from NWA, I got Dr. Dre, I got Ice Cube, I got... And then... The just, thread. The, it just kept going, kept going, and then... I think, think for you, though, too, collecting vinyl. Yeah. And actually not, not being solely reliant on Spotify or other things mm-hmm. you digitally download. But going back to episode one that we have with your brother, you're a um, trophy collector. 
like me. Yeah. You like to have... Like, I have to have the that, physical thing. You've got to have the physical... Mm. I like that... Uh, was it Tyler, the creator, the white record you got? Yeah, I got his, like, the normal version of his new album, and then I've got the collector's final. edition. The collector's plus, you've probably got the, the download or the... I've got, I've got the digital stuff. download on my phone. But you had to have well. that, even though it would took, what, six months to get here? Yeah. You I had, had that. to have that, that specific vinyl. Well, now. because that's, like, that's one of the guys that's, like changed his style of music but his whole fan base plus maybe double have stuck with him through that because a lot of people change their music it's like oh he's shit now don't yeah. want to listen but he's one of the only guys i've heard change their music drastically and then their pe- his, his fan base still sticks with him yeah yeah that's good though because you want you want to follow artists like that yeah you know people that are going to develop so what would be interesting if, if, if we're still going in two years would be to have these guys back on yeah, definitely and, and at the end of that that cycle that at the end of that cycle, cycle and get you when you guys have just turned 20 and have a listen back to what you said today and see if it's changed you know like because that that'll give us give us if? you know sorry I have no other plans. <laughs> I have nothing else in my life but this podcast. It's the only thing that keeps me I was saying only saying if because I know I'm extremely annoying and you might one day just go, Paulie, you know what? Fuck, kill fuck you. Fucking get the fuck out, son. I've had enough. No, I'd I'm kill done. you before I do that. True, because then you could take my records. Well, you'd have to fight him for them. That's not a fair fight. He's a fucking amateur, semi-professional MMA boxing fucking ninja. Yeah. He's a killer. And uh, he's doing another black belt next year too. Oh, great, yeah. 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 Uh, Leroy? Yeah. You can have it all. <laughs> that was easy. That was an easy that fight. That was an easy Pretty fight. Pretty easy fight. Won that one. Your base. So what? It, how did you get? Because you put Leroy onto a, like a massive thread. Well, well let, yeah. let's go back at one for Jaden. Just go back a little bit more because you two guys have been friends. Well, since Tama and his older brother were friends from when they first started kindergarten. kindergarten. So we were like two, three years old when we first met. Two or three years old when they first met. Yeah. So, did I know you know you guys went to different high schools together, mm. which is a really sort of big part in, your, in musical listening mm. did you have family members like when you were younger going like your dad or yeah. you know, stepdad or mum going hey listen to this or check this out and, yeah. and how did you develop after that and then having friends like Leroy play your stuff and, and um, well my parents were very like my mum and dad they I grew up like since like a baby Cypress Hill Metallica, like yeah. my dad used to listen to all the heavy stuff and so did my mum and yeah. he also used to listen to all the heavy hip hop and so did my mum so um, they were split so I would get the best of both worlds I'd go in dad's car and there's heavy screamo playing so when me and Lira, like Lira would listen to his stuff and I'd already heard, I didn't know the name of the songs I didn't yeah. even know, but I, I knew like you the knew sound, was, I knew what yeah. it was and I was cool with it, like I liked it but my musical journey kind of started I would have been four or five and like they as I said Cypress Hill all the people who were kind of blowing up in that time like they had all them CDs they had all that stuff and they were always listening to in the car and I was probably four or five and I remember finding the 50 cent in the club single in my dad's room and we <laughs> took it down to me cubby house and the old radio player yeah. slapped it in I was sitting there and that's when it it grabbed me like yeah. I was so young and I was like, because of all the stuff that was kind of going on in my life at the time, like I didn't, I didn't know why it attracted me until later, but it, it kind of pulled me in like the, the sound, the, 
the rhythm, the groove, the aggression, the the passion behind it, the all the feelings and emotion that were going through it. So I was like, all right, sweet. I love this stuff. Like I love hip hop. So then I would get into all their CDs. I was playing the Black Sunday album, playing all that sort of stuff. Like just loved it. Like for my seventh or eighth birthday, I'd be getting like, it would have been, I don't remember when Riding Dirty by Chameleon Air came out. I would have been so, I got that, I got that for Christmas. Like that's, that's what I loved. All I wanted was hip hop. Like I, yeah. I just, that's what you connected with straight away yeah you know? and like so. I kind of started off on my own like I would just take their CDs listen to it like I, I remember when my um, my dad met my stepmom I were in the car and I think Purple Pills by D12 came mm-hmm. on and they were like went to skip it and I was like oh I like that song and they were like they just looked at me and they are like you shouldn't like that song like <laughs> you're like six what the uncut version yeah 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 and I was like no I like it so anyway put it back on, put it back on. <laughs> like I've already heard it obviously and uh, I was was weird like we sort of I started off on hip hop and then kind of moved out Beastie Boys heavier stuff but I always still had that hip hop there where I was listening to like as stuff was coming out I was onto it straight away like I was already ready like the new Eminem albums were dropping I wanted them the new 50 Cent albums were dropping I, I was waiting for them to come out at a young age so by the time I had got to like 12 and stuff is when we started getting on to dubstep and all that stuff and that that was a phase that didn't last too long like it, it was kind of like yeah it's it's new it's bassy I, I've always just loved that's what I've loved about hip-hop is that yeah. hard-hitting bass that exhilarating feeling of listening to music where it actually it pulls you in and kind mm-hmm. of entangles you in the in the feelings and emotions of the music so so when, when you went from that when did the first little spark go I could write that it was I always used it from when I was younger I would always beatbox and like just make the beats with my mouth and stuff and because I, I remember specifically year eight no year, year eight in high school the end of year eight yeah when i first decided i was going to write a song yeah because it was like you know what i've been playing for two years now yeah i can fucking do that yeah you know so did you have a have a and i just remember i was on on the bus in ramwick yeah and then i went home that night and i wrote a song and it was terrible yeah atrocious song but it got me started yeah right? so did you have a watershed moment where you first sat down and wrote something either recorded it or wrapped it to someone and they went oh, there's something there yeah and that, that, that sort of kept you well, going well it was you know? mainly Jacob that yeah, well, pushed the, you into it wasn't the way it, the way it kind of started was ever since I was I used to just freestyle in my head yeah. like I would like make a beat in my head like just sort of listen like I had heard so many beats where I could kind of like I knew how the rhythms went so yeah. I'd, I'd sit there and just freestyle in my you, head you, cause, you knew what rhythms you liked you yeah know, I like that bounce I like that yeah or I like that you know? And like the words, like I was rapping about stuff that I would never done, but it was just cool to to make your own version of it. And yeah. I always done it for so long. And then I still even remember the line I said to him. Well, I was would have been going into year eleven. I just started my apprenticeship. I was walking with my mate in town, and I remember saying the line to him. I was like, "Oh, oh, I was thinking about something that worked. Do you want to hear? Because he's a rapper. Um, yeah. My mate Toffee. So he was like, "Oh." 
Yeah, so I was like, oh, I'm an aspiring tyrant, ready to set fire to anyone that thinks they're liver than I am. And he was like, you've, have you been thinking this the whole time? <laughs> like, is this what you've been thinking about when I'm rapping? And I'm like, yeah, yeah bro. And he's like, write something. Yeah. Like, do something about it. So I was like, you know what? I should. Like, just go and with that, it and, and see and how it feels. Listen, that, that, that encouragement that you get from people is for any artist and I don't care what you do if you're a muso you're a painter you write you're a filmmaker you write stories that little bit of you know what dude you got something there yeah he's like it's like it blows it's like a up, kick know? through the door kick like. through the door you know like it, for me I've been writing all my own stuff for the last two years all I do is write instrumental tracks for no one else but for me mm. And then I've sent a few things out to his brother and to him and a couple of my other mates and they've come back and said, oh, fuck, that's really good. Yeah. Oh, sweet. Someone likes it. Bang, I'm back in the, in, on, you know, headphones on and write another three or four, you know? So, Danny, like, just as a general service announcement to our listeners, yeah. that encouragement that you give artists, that just that, that, even if you don't like everything that they do and you say, listen, I'm not a fan of that, but work on that, that's really good. Yeah. It's so important. Yeah, just and that, that's, that support, that's not know. an original thought of mine. I get picked that from Matthew Riley, who's an author. Yep. Wrote Ice Station and a few other, you know, top-selling Sydney author. And he puts that in the front of it, all his books. Yeah. One word of encouragement is so important. So for to hear that from young guys like, like and young artists like yourself, it's good. Because I've heard some of your stuff and it's good. And you should keep mm. going. Because the yep. more you do it the better you're going to get. Yeah. And if you stick at it, you'll be good. Yeah. Everyone sucks in the start, you know? So. Well, that's that's how I started. Like, I, I started when I didn't even think about going on YouTube and grabbing a beat until after I'd been writing for a bit. I yeah. got onto GarageBand and sat there and just made a beat. I was like, I'm making it, I'm recording it. I made it, it sounds like, I, I listen to it now, but I still keep it up on SoundCloud because I'm like, you know what? Someone can look back at that and see the progression. Like, I had some screwed up American sound and accent the beat was trash <laughs> so simple and but you can see how far you've come when you look back at that stuff Ooh, yeah that's know? like that's what I've done I, I get really impulsive on stuff like that so I was like as soon as he was like you should do it I was like alright got my laptop set up went out brought a mic <laughs> sat down wrote made a beat and just put it straight on SoundCloud yeah. I was like I don't even care I'm just doing just it, do it putting myself out there and then people respond even though it was trash people were like oh like that's got potential and then I was like oh so then I've done it again, still sound like trash. And it took me like four songs until like I actually started going, all right, this is what I want to do with it. Like, not just because I can do it. Like, this is how I want to create my art. This is how I want to start to express myself into this art and start yeah. putting my life and what I want to achieve out of life into my music and sort of put my message into it so it is something, not just music it's a part of me yeah yeah and you're just representing that that side of you to people exactly you know? yeah no, that's cool that's cool any any other styles you guys listen to as much as hip-hop i mean uh, leroy listens to you know we heard his spotify top five tool and grunge and shit from the 90s and yeah um what about for you anything just now like i know your dad like you said your dad had metallica and yeah other things um i honestly just love good music that's yeah. i don't have a specific style as long as it's not gimmicky it's not played out as long as it's original and you can tell that there has been true artistry effort put into it i love it like 
sometimes I'll go from heavy metal to reggae to classic to just real smooth soul type stuff. Like, as long as it's got that soul essence in it where you can feel what they're saying yeah. in your heart, I just, I love it. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. That's all it needs, really. That's all it needs. That's all it needs. Bit, bit of essence, heart, mate. Bit of essence. Soul essence, yeah. Soul and essence. You can smell it, feel it, <laughs> taste it. So what's 2020 seeing? It's uh, well, it's a big year, 2020 in front of us. What are you looking forward to this year? I know what you're looking forward to. February. February. Yeah. And field day as well. Oh, field, field day. day. Yeah, field yeah. day. Field oh, of day, course. Yeah. So field day first. Field day, yeah. And then and, tour. And then tour. Yeah. You got any, is there any other big artists coming out this year for you guys? I wanted to go see Stormzy. He was a British grime rapper as well, but his ticket sold out like that. Where's he at? Um, Horton. I think he's playing it. Can't help you. <laughs> Have to talk to Lauren. Yeah. Her boyfriend works there. But yeah, that's tough getting in there, bro. Yeah. Mm. It's good they still have gigs at the Horden, though. I'm pretty sure he added a second show and there's still like a few tickets left for that, but, yeah, but not yeah. many, and I don't have enough money. So. <laughs> don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, it's a Christmas, you <laughs> Hey, hey, don't worry, I'm forking out, bro. It's all good. <laughs> It's all good. Kids will be happy. Cringe. Uh, like some of my family members. <laughs> you want to cut that one? Fuck that, leave no. it. Fuck no. <laughs> it, it's all good. It's all good. Fucking tall ticket. Yeah. So <clears throat> give everyone your um, Instagram and when they can find your stuff if they want to have a listen. Um, Facebook, Instagram, SoundCloud, YouTube, anything. All under Funk, funk Rap? Oh no, SoundCloud, Spotify, I'm, I think on Spotify I'm the only person called The Funk Rat. It's just The Funk Rat. Rat, yeah. On Instagram and Facebook it's also, I've got a page up there called The Funk Rat. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's just that. And then on we'll Instagram... Put, we'll put links up for you, but it's, yeah. Uh, yeah. it's good to hear them sound out so they hear it. So people can find it. And, yeah, but yeah. we also got, um like me and my mate Jacob, we got a little thing called the Ronin Click. We're trying to get started up where it's not just music, it's the culture and everything. Like, mm-hmm. um, I work, like, trying to work on, like, a little bit of a, like, book. So just write stuff that's in like, kind of like horrorcore rap, but I don't like horrorcore rap. I like writing horrorcore books, like, yeah. okay. where I can put it into just, like, do it mm-hmm. and people go, this is just fiction. Like, there's no... There's so is no, there anywhere people exactly. can follow... Oh uh, yeah, we yeah. got a we got a page. It's been like we're getting it started up. Like it's it's real in the in the building process. So there is a page, but it's got old stuff on it. Like it's just the Ronin click. Like the Ronin click. The Ronin. So that's yeah. that's me and um my friend Toffee. His name keeps changing. It was Ill Toff, then it's just Toffee right now. Oh, just no. just pick and stick pick for fuck's sake. <laughs> Come on, Toffee. But caramel. Toffee. Toffee is the koala bear. Toffee's what's stuck right now. So. Me cool. and him have that going on, so that's cool. Oh, that's good. Starting up. When's your next fight? Um, second half of next year. I'm second look- half of next yeah, year. Yeah, I'm looking at getting my Taekwondo black belt in June, and then. So fight give me that. your stats. What have you got? In boxing, four wins, two losses, yeah. and then I've got my black belt in Hapkido, and then my red slash black belt in Taekwondo. Okay. Yeah. And you're going for black belt in Taekwondo. Okay. Yeah. So no one breaks into my house. <laughs> no shit. It's good. <laughs> it's six foot one? Six foot three. Six foot three? Yeah. yeah. Fucking extra two inches in a couple of years. Christ almighty. 
Yeah, 18, stop. You're making the wrestlers look real bad. Yeah, he hasn't put on man muscle yet, though. Maybe another two years. Well, he doesn't need to. He just fucking chokes you out like a boa constrictor. <laughs> don't need man muscle. I just run. Yeah, just, just run. Yeah. But do you tell me, does your music influence your training, your style of fighting, your, you know, when you step into the ring? Is there something in your head or are you just focused well, on... I've, when I step into the ring, my mind's blank. Blank. Completely blank. I don't know what, like, I, I get in there and then, I sounds weird way to put it, but I come to when the fight's done. Like, I, I remember everything, but I can only... You zone out. I zone out, like, I, well, zone in on what I'm doing, and I'm focused so much on that adrenaline rush and everything, and then I get out, that's when everything kicks in, like, 10 minutes later. But when I'm training, like, when, especially when I'm in a camp, the only music I listen to is stuff that's going to get me hyped up to go to go train, because training sucks. The fight's are the easiest part. If you train hard, fight, train hard, fight easy is the saying, but... Mm. Training sucks. Like doing sprints, hitting the bag, like doing all the stuff like that. It's terrible doing it for six to eight weeks, but the fight's the easiest part because you just blank out and you go in there, do it, win, lose, doesn't matter. You've done it. You've done it, yeah. and then you get out. It's only six minutes. So. Yeah, but the music you listen to when you're training, especially on, you know, when I've seen you do cardio, it's always up. Yeah. It's always got to be. It's got to be max volume, like. Yeah stuff that's going to pump me up like the the best music to go running to the the best two songs i reckon to do sprints or running to is mountain song by jane's addiction or um close your eyes by run the jewels which has got zach della rocha in yeah. it yeah that's a good song that yeah. One. yeah it's really well raised so well <laughs> so well so proud of your parents right <laughs> if you were to have a walk-in song what would it be if you're so, if you're allowed to have a walk-in, yeah, song, allowed. If you, yeah. If you're, amateurs uh, don't get to. Peer, no, amateurs but, don't. But yeah. at, at some point, let's say you go professional, it's your first fight. You're going up against some guy who's just come in with who knows? I'm gonna fucking. He's come in with Eye of the Tiger, which is the, yeah. the king of the boxing <laughs> exactly. songs. Exactly, you know? king of the boxing um, songs. What would your walk-in song be? At the moment, it's, it's always always the one that sticks with me is a song called Survival Tactics by Joey Badass is what sticks with me and then but then it changes sometimes like I feel like what's the song called oh The Message by 1-4 would be good and there's the bunch of other like it always changes but for some reason Survival Tactics by Joey Badass would be the, the one I'd have to go with if you for ask me for the lyric for the music for just everything the way it makes because it the way it kicks in it's like a it's like a bomb explosion then the beat kicks in and then Five seconds later, he starts rapping. It's just, I don't know, it just pumps me up every time I listen to it. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. I bring this up because I've got a little contentious scene that may not go down very well right <laughs> now. Uh, Alessandro. Alessandro, is that how you say his name? The MA fighter from New Zealand. Um, oh, uh, Israel. Stylebender. Stylebender. Yeah. Yeah. Ad Israel Adesanya. Yeah. Adesanya. Yeah. 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 Close. Close. Hey. Come on, bit much for a fucking walking song. You have backup dancers. Oh, no. Please. I, I, I mean, like, look, I, and I get it, and an amazing fighter. Does he need that theatrics? Amazing fighter, and that's his background. That He did that before MMA. Okay. And those guys he's known since, like, six, seven years old. Okay, explain so, it to me, because I didn't get it. There was back, because, there's literally you know, You know the dancers. tattoo he has on his chest that says Broken Native across yes. his chest? Okay. That was the name of his first hip-hop dance crew. Right. And the, the guys that he, were his backup dancers have it on tattooed on their arm and stuff okay. as well. And so 
he did that. I, I like, oh, I don't know. It's a bit much for a walkout, but I can see why he did it. But, yeah, I but Israel, you can do whatever the fuck you like. Like, if you listen to this, like... You can do whatever you like, really. We want now that he's the champ, he can do. I feel like he can I, I do think, whatever. I think for him though, like, and and I think I, I would have preferred. Sorry, I would. Yeah, I, I, okay. I think you're right. I would have preferred to see that after, after he became that, the yeah. champ. Yeah. I but, know. I know. There's a level of arrogance in fighting that gets you over the line. I don't like think that. it's just, arrogance so much as confidence. You gotta. You gotta have. You gotta be that little bit cocky, just like just to get yourself in there. Because doing what 99 percent of the world don't do or mm. can't do, they don't have the balls to go in there and get hit sure. in the head for 25 minutes or whatever it is in, an, mm-hmm. in a championship fight. So you gotta. You gotta have that little bit of cockiness and yeah. like I think you have to confidence in yourself in all aspects of even in music, even in fighting. You have to have that perception in your head that you're already that so yeah. so you can you're when, when that opportunity's there you can you're ready to mold into that because you've already got that I think he, he was there well that the, as much as I don't like his shit talk there's one thing that I really liked what he said when he fought Robert because obviously I wanted Whitaker to win I wanted the Australian to win mm-hmm. but the one thing that I liked it because he, he won the interim championship mm-hmm. against Kelvin Gastelum who's a really tough Mexican fighter and he and he's like, I'm going in thinking this is my first title defense. I've got the belt. I've got the hardware at home. It's not here with me, but I'm just going in, going to knock him out, whatever, first, second round, whatever he knocked him out in, and then get out. This is my first title defense, and I'm on to the next one. That's, I feel like having that level of confidence is, is what my, you need. My problem with him is the shit talk, and yeah. I'm, I'm not a fan of shit-talking fighters. Mm. I don't like McGregor. don't like Stylebender. Volko, different story. Yeah. Doesn't talk shit. So respectful of, of, um, of Max. Yeah, Max Holloway. Max yeah. Holloway, who again is super respectful guy as well. You know, like what a great fight that was. Yeah. Um, even though he thought he won the fight, I don't know how he thought he won that. But, but, uh, d- but did you one listen? One judge gave it to him, and, and, and Joe yeah. Rogan said, "We need new judges." If one yeah. judge thinks that fucking Holloway won, won that, that fight, fight, something's wrong. Yeah, and, and yeah. he had it at like 28, 27, uh, Oh, no, 48, 48, 47, so three rounds to two. But, yeah. but the way Volko conducted himself in all the pre fight stuff, yeah. whereas, no, 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 don't mistake it for me being arrogant. I'm a little, I'm confident. Yeah. And he didn't have to talk shit. I don't like guys that have to talk shit about their opposition. And I understand in the lead up to a fight, mm. you know, you want to create that story like Covington does. But you know, that, that, that no, no, Covington. Let me, let me finish, let me finish, right? What I didn't like about Stylebender was after the fight where he's still laying shit he's on still, Whittaker yeah. he doesn't respect after him it's like dude that, you, there's no need you won you got the belt yeah it's yours like he understands that because you saw the videos of Whittaker after going I wasn't good enough today yeah fair enough I'll be back you know and, that, and that's a respectful way to, to you know okay you didn't win cool but to put shit on the other guy after you've already won uh, it's like that, that that's that for me the, I'm, I'm the not best of example shit, of you know? that as much as you don't like him, is when Conor McGregor fought Jose Aldo for the first time, he went for the actual belt, like against mm-hmm. Jose Aldo, knocked him out in 13 seconds, fastest knockout in championship history, whatever. Till Jesus. Huh? No, but that, that championship, so. Oh, yeah, yeah, belt, yeah, yeah. In a belt fight. It was BMF. <laughs> and um, he was taught, he got, because they were supposed to fight at UFC 189, which was May of, I think, 2015. Mm-hmm. They ended up fighting in. 
December that year because Aldo broke his foot. Yeah. But the the doctors cleared him to fight and blah 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 whatever. So he had six months to get in his head and it worked. He knocked the man thirteen seed, but afterwards he was like, "Great champion, we'll do it again." Yeah. That's that's the that's the no, way to do it. No, that's fine. I'm, I'm, that's, that's the way good. to do it. That's the way. To, like, like I don't mind the shit talk up to the fight. Yeah. Because that's how you're going to get in your your, your opponent's head. But the, you need to show respect after because, like you said, ninety nine point nine percent of the population are not getting in that cage. Just to get in there and compete. You're, even, you're risking your life every time you yeah. walk in there. It's like chess, like Rogan says, it's chess with over-the-top dangerous consequences, yeah. you know? So somehow we managed to turn this into a fight podcast, which is good. <laughs> which is good. <laughs> which is good. We're branching out, people. Well, it's it. Both sides, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Well, it's 100%. 100%. And music, and, and even, even with the other martial arts stuff that you've done, the XMA side of, you know, the gymnastics, flipping and kicking and stuff, music is a huge part of that. Yeah, you know, you remember when um, Skillrex and Pendulum came out, and how Skrillex, much yeah. Skrillex, is yeah, it? Skrillex, yeah, Skrillex, yeah, Skrillex, Skrillex, showing my age. Um, but how much that influenced you guys when you were doing XMA? Just give people a quick ten second. What what is XMA? XMA stands for Extreme Martial Arts, so it's basically like a demonstration of. So you got extreme forms, which is just using like doing like a traditional, not a traditional form, but doing a form using your hands and your feet and adding in flips and stuff like that, crazy, crazy tricks and kicks and stuff like that. And then you got extreme weapons, which you get like you pick whatever weapon you want and you do. And all like all that they have in common in, with extreme weapons and extreme forms and stuff like that is it all it all goes to music. So you got to conduct a a form or a pattern to to a certain song yeah. and so you have a walk out you go talk to the judges you come back and then then do do your form and that's all got to be with the music that you pick so that's a massive part of is picking your music and getting your form to work to that music yeah. as well and for people that don't know what's his name shark boy would be the most taylor taylor Lautner. Taylor, yeah it would be because that's where he started with, yeah. with xma yeah that's yeah. how he got into that got, in, sorry, got, got into, into twilight movies and twilight night and... i'm a werewolf and a... But that's yeah. That that's always been interesting, like that other side of you know. The, it's almost like dance, gymnastics, martial arts. You know, it's not capoeira though. No, Ooh. it's not capoeira. I think I think music, fighting, um, building, anything. It, it it's all the rhythm of how. If you can find the rhythm of like consistency and what works, and you can get into your element and maneuver through challenges and obstacles it's all the same thing really like finding that frequency that you can operate smoothly on like if you're making music it's finding the rhythm if you're fighting it's finding the rhythm if you're doing anything it's finding that rhythm that works for you that that you can get in tune with and perform at your best like your were your flow state your flow state yeah how you can flow your energy everything in life's energy the way you speak the way you receive it's all just energy and if you can get the energy with the least resistance and can flow with and you can sort of maneuver through everything just smoothly with exactly like the least amount of resistance and and then try and manipulate the energies to your own and that's your advantage your voice like that's your that's human's most powerful thing is like you can change the course of basically anything just by projecting it and if it gets into someone else's head and like one four right now they've blown up and their voices their their words are so powerful it's making mass movements everywhere just 
the government wants to shut them down just because of the words they're saying. Yeah. Yeah. No, one thing we definitely get is censorship. That's um, not good. No, it's not good. Anything else? I think we'll wrap that up there. Cool. Sweet. Well, thanks so much for coming in. No, no, no. Really thanks appreciate it. But uh, we um, will have you back in in two years when you finish yeah. the end of your cycle. So this this is going to be our first first one for the new, for twenty twenty. Come out on the the first of December. So happy New Year, everyone! And first of January. January. First half. Oh, so this will be our last one for the year. So <laughs> <laughs> again, you can do some editing on this one. I'll let you. Oh, <laughs> this will be our first one for 2020, first of January. Um, so happy New Year to everyone and enjoy those hangovers. Uh, maybe you'll be listening to us on New Year's Day. Hopefully. <laughs> so and, um, sure so yeah, sure listen, we'll, we'll I'll put the links for your um, Instagram and stuff up, up on our Instagram. Um, at the Funk Rat. Yep. Yep. Check it out on Facebook. Um, SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Spot it. Anything. It's Anything. All, it's all, it's up, all there, up there. iTunes. If streaming. They, I need to get my like link tree thing going on. And yeah, by, but by the time this comes out, search, if out. they search for Funk Rat, then they'll, they'll find your stuff. And, yeah. yeah. Cool. Awesome, boys. Sweet Thank there. you so much. Thanks. Guys, thanks so much for listening. That was another great episode. Great episode. Awesome. Uh, please don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Check out our Instagram, at Zorola Podcast. Upcoming guests, little highlights, little bits of video and stuff. Um, if you want to drop us a line. Please do. Please do. Send us an email, zorolapodcast at yahoo.com. Pick us up on some mistakes. Uh, remember though, Zorola is spelled with an X, not a Z. Generation X. Generation X. Um, but yeah, look, we're open to all feedback. Um, if you give us a follow on Instagram, we'll give you automatic follow back. Just because that's the lovely guys that we are. So lovely. So lovely. Very happy. Um, look, if you want to be a guest, you know of someone that wants to be a guest, you like what we're doing, you just want to say g'day, just drop us a line. We'll, we'll read everything, try and get back to you if we can, and uh, hopefully give you a shout out if possible. Have a good night, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.